0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: I'm so excited about this week's episode. We got the chance to do a live podcast at San Diego Comic Con again. So, thank you, San Diego, for allowing us to do a live podcast there. It was really, really cool. Our guest is Sam Maggs, who is one of my favorite human beings. Uh, We interviewed her early on in our podcasting, so if you want to hear more from Sam, you can scroll back multiple episodes and find the other um, interview with her. But I hope you enjoy this, and thanks everyone who came in person. Hi, everyone thank you for coming to this and not being in line for the fashion show right now. I was really nervous about that. Um, Actually, and since there are a small enough number of people in here right now, I have uh, copies of our magazine, too, so I can have them at the end if you want to come grab one. Um, I have enough for the amount of people in here, which is great. Nice. Um, and then we'll also do a Q&A at the end if anyone has questions for Sam. So Or for um, Jordan. Or for me. Yeah. If you have any, you can think of them. And we'll tell you when we're doing it. Um, should we get started? Yeah. So this is the Ninja Turtles panel. I'm just kidding. I'm
0: just kidding. That's not what's happening. Podcast listeners really? won't think that's funny. The panel immediately before ours was like a 35th anniversary turt panel. And it was so like, stoked for the wow, Ninja Turtles. was just jammed in here.
1: I'm glad at least they like saved me. I was coming in and they were like, just wait until the stream of people leave. And I was like, that's the best way to start a panel ever. Thanks for letting me know. Great. was going to empty first. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, but welcome to the editorial geek podcast live. This is the second, um, this is the second time we've been able to do this at San Diego, so that's very, very cool. And thank you all for being here. This is very cool. And thank you to my guest, Sam Maggs, um, who was? Thanks for asking me. Yeah, you were here? the first geeky like celebrity that I like Your loose definition of celebrity really works for me, so (laughs) thank you. (laughs) I first met Sam because she wrote Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy, and so that was, like, exploded everything in, like, the nerd girl world. That was incredible. Thank you. Um, Was that the first, like, thing? Yeah, I was a writer for the Mary Sue for, well...
0: I started writing the book at the same time I started writing for the Mary Sue, but by the time, by the, time the book came out, because publishing takes a really long time to work, right? Um, I'd been at the Mary Sue for about a year at that point, but that was my first like real published like traditional publishing
1: thing, and a- yeah, everyone was talking about that book. When it, was, it, came it was really
0: out. cool. I mean, I was happy about that because when I was writing it, it felt like really surprising that that book didn't already exist. When my agent yeah. and I were like, we should write this book. And I was like, what? How, is this? how has no one else done this? And then I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this right now. Before. Or someone else is definitely going to do yeah, it. Yeah, so if anyone
1: somehow has like, not heard of it, give like, the briefest explanation yeah. of what so the book is. It's called
0: The Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy. And it's a handbook for girl geeks. It's basically a, a guide to either getting into geek culture for the first time as a lady, if it's not really been your thing, but you're curious about it, you've seen some Marvel movies, and you're like, oh, I think I'd like to be into this. Or if you're already like a big fan and you're not really sure, really sure where to find friends, or you don't feel like you belong, or you feel like kind of an outcast because of your geekiness, there's lots of resources in there for you as well. Um there's a whole chapter on how to go to conventions, so yeah. um, i always I never look at it before I go to a convention myself, and then I'm always like,. Oh. There's cool. a lot of, like,
1: lingo, too. So yeah. I had to learn a lot of the internet when I, like, first yeah. started doing nerdy things. And I was like, I don't know what shipping is. I don't know what, like, all of those things you yeah. explain. Like, which what's is an OTP? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I had to Google all of those things before I had the book. Now so. there's a glossary. So, yeah,
0: yeah totally. Um, I, just, I just wanted to write the book that I wish I had had when I was 15. And I was feeling like I couldn't tell anyone that I was a nerd because I was going to get my fun of it. I feel like the world is different now. Like, culture is really amazing. Yeah mainstream when we were growing up. It was definitely not mainstream. We're old. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think it's still really helpful. I think a lot of kids still feel marginalized and a lot of women still don't feel like they're really welcome in the geek community, um, but there's and a I, ton of us. Yeah, so. I
1: resonate a lot with that too. And every single thing that I do is like, I wish this existed already. Yeah, and it doesn't. So yeah, <laughs> we need exactly to do how it. I feel about <laughs> your
0: clothing line, like.
1: And that was another thing that Sam and I got to do together, which was amazing. We actually are both wearing the shirts right now, Yay. which is great. Bobby. Um, so that was like a very fun collab, that yeah. they're will be more of dot, yes. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Hopefully a yes. season two, but it was something yeah. I've never
0: worked on, like, a clothing line before, and that's your realm of expertise, and, but it's also, like, words clothing,
1: so it's, like, the perfect fusion yes. of,
0: like, what you do and what I do, and it was so fun to make, um, and I, I love your clothes anyway, so...
1: Thank you. So happy. And then I feel like since that, because we did the, the cloud came out like a year and a half-ish ago, so we, you actually were on the podcast then, um, yep. so if anyone wants more of Sam, you can listen to that older episode, but I think even since then, you've done like a hundred new things, so like what, what have you been working on in the past year and a half? Oh my Because you've gosh. done, since Fangirls, two other books that are like, not, it's not like a series, but they're like in the world of like books for geeky girls who want to learn about other cool geeky things. Yes, so...
0: Um, I've done two other books with the same publisher who published The Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy, Quirk Books. I have Wonder Women, which is a nonfiction history book about cool women throughout history who are really successful in STEM fields, so science, technology, engineering, math. Um, so a lot of people don't know that the first computer programmer was a woman. Um, we talk, There's a lot of different profiles in there of like cool sciencey women in history. And my most recent book with them, which came out about... A year and a half ago yeah. it was when we talked. Yeah, yeah. it's called Girl Squads. and it's a history of awesome female friendships. So there's everything in there from the 1964 Japanese Women's Olympic volleyball team to the first women in Edinburgh to ever become doctors and the whole or Western medicine doctors and in, in like the entire West, um, to just like a full breadth of cool female friendships throughout history that nobody really ever talks about. My favorite is the Patriotic Women's League of Iran in the 1920s, this like group of really hardcore feminists in, in Iran in the 20s who all sort of argued amongst themselves about what um, Muslim feminism would kind of look like. Uh, and they didn't always agree, but you, you know, that, that's part of what makes it so interesting to me. So yeah, yeah I've written those. And then uh, my day job is I work at a video game company called Insomniac Games. Um, we make games like Spider-Man. Um, so I worked on the DLC for the, Marvel's Spider-Man PS4. So really cool! Yeah, <laughs> it was exciting to get to write some Spidey. Yeah,
1: Because I love
0: Spider-Man so much. Uh, so that was really fun. And now I'm doing some comics. Um, I'm writing. I've written a, a bunch. I wrote, I wrote some. My, a couple issues of My Little Pony. The first of which is out. The next issue, My Little Pony number eighty, is out at the end of this month on July twenty fourth, and the ponies LARP. So, if you want to see a bunch of ponies (laughs) LARP, (laughs) you can do that. (laughs) Um, And then I have been writing. Marvel action Captain Marvel for IDW. So it's an all-ages Captain Marvel comic uh, where Flurkins invade New York City, which are like the cats with the tentacles in their mouths. So the first issue of that comes out August 21st. You can pick
1: that up. There is also like a huge banner for, not banner, like a wall for this here at San Diego. Bananas. I took a picture of it yesterday, I was so excited.
0: (laughs) Mom was with me, we walked by the IDW booth and I was looking around and I saw it and I literally like burst into tears. Like instant. It's incredible. yeah, I don't... That's I don't the really reaction know you should have,
1: so that's the right thing Thank to do. You. <laughs> it feels really
0: wild. I'm excited that people are excited for it and that IDW is excited for it and stuff, and it was so fun. I got to write about, like, um, Carol and her friendship with Jessica Drew, and also, like, the whole thing is just cats. Sweeney Boo is the artist, and we just, like... I had her draw cats in, like, a million outfits. Like, it's so <laughs> dumb. It's amazing. So
1: that was really fun, yeah. And, uh yeah. Another Captain Marvel thing that's like separate is that you were modeling Rock Love's Captain Marvel jewelry, which was oh, so fun because yeah. I didn't know that was going to happen. And then I just, my whole internet that day was like, Sam Max wearing Captain oh Marvel. Oh my God, everywhere, it <laughs> was the best. It was great.
0: And Rock Love is amazing. Yeah, Allison, Allison is, is so cool. Fantastic. Um, she's such a great entrepreneur. If you're not familiar with her jewelry line, you should be. She's so great. Um, and yeah, she did a line of sort of 90s-esque inspired minimalist kind of jewelry. There's a choker, a necklace. Like, dropping earrings, studs, and a ring. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. So uh, I took some pictures in the gear. I think it's so
1: cool, because Allison does neat. an awesome thing where she likes to connect, like, the models with the jewelry, and, like, they go together. So that's such a cool thing that you got to do, Captain Marvel. That's amazing.
0: Carol's always been my favorite superhero, like, since she was Ms. Marvel long before the reboot and everything. So it's it's really cool for me to be able to do stuff connected to her now. I feel like a lot of pressure, but it's also, like, very exciting.
1: Like, what is that actually like? Because I haven't, I don't think I've been able to ask a lot of people what it's like to be a fan of something as a younger person, and then, like, legit work on it actually years later. Like, what is that like?
0: It's a really good question. It's terrifying. Can I be, like, super honest? Yes. (laughs) It's really terrifying. I I feel terrified and also excited and privileged and lucky and fortunate and, like, stoked and all those other emotions, but, like, the prevailing emotion for me is, like, terror. Is it,
1: like, because (laughs) you're in charge, like, you, like, are affecting what, or is it just, like, because it's such a big thing and it's It's anything about it is just Yeah, it's a little bit of all
0: of that, I think. I think it's imposter syndrome, like, because everyone has that and, like, I do a bunch of stuff, you're super successful, Every well, you creative do a first, bunch of I stuff, I like, yeah, I, I feel I like, who am I to, like, I actually felt that way when I was writing Fangirl's Guide, too, I was like, who am I to be, like, I'm the authority on being a geek girl, like, I'm not, I was just some girl in, like, Canada that no one <laughs> knew, like, you know, but I remember at the time, my agent was like, well, if
1: not you, it's gonna be someone else, so it might and, as well I'm like, be you, you actually know, so thank you for being, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I grew up in that. It's good to have and, the person who knows do it, so that's, Awesome. But
0: it's hard to make yourself feel like yeah. you are an authority or that you are like allowed to because you look up to people who create these... like I know, I know I do. I look up to the people who create these things. Like I look up to Kelly Sue DeConnick and Gail yeah. Simone and like all of these women in comics who are like genuflect at their altar, you know. Yeah. And so for me to be like, Oh, and now I'm gonna do that is like what are you talking about? Like, so yeah, cool, it's a lot of pressure. Though. But it is nice when editors believe in you or are willing to give you a shot or are willing to teach you like I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing at IDW now. Had Sarah Gados, who's now EIC over at Oni, but she used to work with IDW and she reached out to me when I was just a nonfiction writer and offered me the opportunity to do like a short in an antho and a few anthology cool. comics with IDW. And so I kinda like Learn my comics chops that way, learned how to work with comics editors, learned how to write a script, learned how to work with an artist. But like, I wouldn't have had that opportunity if another woman in comics hadn't reached out to me and been like, I, I believe in you, I have faith in you, let me help you. And I feel like that's the way that this industry works with women in geek culture and geek fashion and geek writing and like all these things is we all have to look out for each other and yeah. support each other. And I think that's great because I think the prevailing... Instinct for women. I talk about this a lot in girl squads, but I think our prevailing instinct a lot of the time because of the way that we've been Socialized and the way that we were raised is to be competitive with each other because we see on screen so often This team full of men and then one woman like the girl Mm -hmm. like the black widow or whatever Mm -hmm. and you kind of like subconsciously internalize like this like Highlander syndrome of like there can be only right. one, you know what so, I mean? Like there's yeah. no room for and if
1: anyone else is doing that. It's not me. I know, but like yeah. I
0: used to, I used to be like that. Like I used to be like, I wear Converse. I'm I'm not like other girls, right. like, whatever.
1: <laughs> I feel like we all had a
0: phase like that, you know. And it's it's really important now. I think that we be role models for girls so that like who are being like, oh, like yeah, I can be a writer in comics, but like. So can all of these other women, because there are an infinite number of spots and an infinite number of stories and an infinite number of characters. Like it shouldn't be, oh, like she's the girl who draws comics. But for such a long time, it has yeah. been like that. Um, again, through no fault of our own, that's the way the system has been set up. Um, and so I think, I think I owe a lot to people who have helped me, like Sarah, like other women in yeah. the industry, like you. Um, you know, and I no, want to totally get
1: that. I feel very thankful that, because I mean, I, I mean, we grew up like around the same time. I remember yeah. being a kid, like a middle school, high school kid, and being like, if I'm not like the only girl doing whatever, that's the way this works. Like yeah. everyone else. And now it's really, really nice that there's much more. This is not like across the board. It's not everywhere, not everyone, but there's a much more like, we can help each other and we can yeah. build each other up. And like, I can support your thing instead of, Trying to be better than your thing all the time, and I'm very, very thankful. I don't think I'd be doing this still if it was as cutthroat as it used to be. I am not cut out for that. (laughs) No, I don't think I could hack it.
0: No, No, and it's it's hard still. Like I work for a company that's 16 percent women, like, and that's like that's great. Like that's we're doing better than we were. You know what I mean? Like. And everybody's trying now, which is great, but it's still like, we have such a long way to go. um, And it can be easy to feel like, down about it.
1: Well, I appreciate you being like, part of the moving the needle forward. That's very cool. Thanks, you too. Yeah, that's what we gotta do. Yeah. Well, we all succeed that way. Yeah. Yeah. I have a writing question for you. That is not a personal question because I am not in the writing world. I am like not awesome at writing. It's totally
0: okay. Yeah, I'm not. I appreciate good good writing.
1: (laughs) But I am curious. Like, so I mean, we talked about this already. You've written books. You've written video games. You've written comics. Like, how do you even, as one person, like do all of those different? Because they're Super different, I think. Yeah. Feel very from at least they look very different.
0: Yeah, game design is very different from writing comic book scripts, is very different from writing nonfiction, is very different from writing fiction novels. Like they're all super different. But I think I can do it because they are all super different. Like if I was writing six fiction novels at the same time, I would feel like really burnt out of writing because it would be all the same stuff all the time. But because I, everything I'm doing feels really different, That's it cool. always feels fresh. You know what I mean? I never feel like, oh, like... Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it is still more writing totally. or whatever, but, but. It's like it feels like I go from a video game job, which is, like, super collaborative. Um, I have basically zero control over anything ever. Like, I'm relying on all these other people to make this happen, to... That's, like, writing. the most,
1: like, team writing, right? Super, like yeah, Because there's totally. a lot of people working on one oh, thing. Yeah. yeah, for sure, right? Whereas,
0: like, I'm sure a book is, like, mostly you. It's and then, Yeah. And then later, my editor will be like, it's terrible. Right. And I'll be like, I it think it's or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, for the most part, the process is entirely solitary. So, yeah, or, like, working with an artist on a comic book, cool. like, that's a one-on-one collaboration. That's so interesting. They're
1: so different. Yeah, totally. Like, the teams putting them together are so different. Oh, yeah. Is for that, sure. like, do you feel like it's the same skills going into it or because to me that's like no. magical and like i don't know how one person can do all of it thank you i
0: i like being challenged by like learning new cool. genres of writing i guess or i don't even know if you you can call that a genre mm, the writer can't figure out what word to use mm, that's terrible
1: uh but i, I Forgot your question? Oh, just like how do you do it? Because that (laughs) seems impossible to me.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I like to challenge myself. I like to learn new things. I like to be. I I come from the freelance world. Like I have a full time job now, which is cool. It could go away at any moment because video games are terrifying. But like Mm. I like to have lots of different irons in fire all the time as a freelancer. Smart. Yeah, I feel like if. Video games suddenly dries up. It's like it's okay. I know how to make comics. Like I always yeah, have. Yeah. No. Seriously. you. which is like yeah. So part it's sort of mercenary, I guess. But I also like I don't know. I just I'm a fan of geek stuff. I want to make it all. That cool. might that sounds really selfish. But I want to I want to try everything. And eventually, I'm sure I'll discover that I like making one more than I like making another. But I love games so much, specifically because they are really collaborative. And I'm like a huge introvert, and I don't like. Interacting with humans like at all, so that's (laughs) it's kind of weird. But like, I love the cherry very very normal. (laughs) So that's cool. (laughs) But I love the challenge in games that you don't have somewhere else. Like, I always I always talk about it like this. Like, if I write a story for a video game, I write a script, and I'm like, okay, well, here's my script about seventeen. Or if I I write it for a comic, and I go to my artist and I say, I wrote a script about seventeen unicorns, my artist is going to be like, we hate you. Yeah, you suck but they'll do it, you know what I yep. mean? And then I'll have this nice comic about 17 unicorns, and like, that's pretty cool. But if I wrote a script of 17 unicorns in a video game, like seven different people would come to me, and the first one would be like, well, we only have a rig for a goat, so <laughs> can it be about seven goats? And you're like, oh, I can like shift a few things around, but like, sure, it can be about seven goats. And somebody else from like programming is gonna come to you and be like, Uh, we can actually only render one figure on the screen at a time. So can it actually be about one goat? So now my story that was about seven unicorns is about one goat now, which, as you can imagine, is, like, an entirely different story. So it's very, like... yeah. yeah, there's a lot of weird restrictions and challenges in writing a game. I mean, also, a game is, like, 40 hours. Yeah. a lot of storytelling and a lot of characters and a lot of, like, themes and threads and ideas. And, like, there's a lot... It's really different. It presents a very different challenge than everything else. So that's why I like game writing. That's cool, though. I feel like I've it's, like, leveled up my writing quickly.
1: <laughs> I guess, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, you're doing writing experiments or, like, what are those called, writing... Yeah. You know, Exercise. Yeah, what I yeah, know. yeah. But like they're all actually your job too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I mean, I'm sure that's draining, but that's kind of yeah, And cool. some companies giving us like millions of dollars yeah. to
0: like not goof it up. Yeah. So it's well, like no pressure. You know, no pressure, right? Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit about you being a fan of Captain Marvel, but like I don't actually know anything about like you as like a baby fangirl? Like, were you like into nerdy things as a little, little kid? Were you into all the nerdy things? Like what? Yeah. That's a good question. So (laughs) my first big
0: fandom was Stargate SG-1. Okay. Shout out. There's no Stargate fans in the room. There's there. Oh, Uh, yay. Oh
1: my God. I'm so happy. There's like (laughs) never.
0: Half. So that's pretty good. That really warms my heart. There's like never (laughs) any. Everyone's always like, oh, really? (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's the star franchise that you chose. (laughs) Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I was a big Stargate fan first with my mom. Um, went to my first Stargate convention with her when I was 18 um, in Vancouver, Canada, cool. and they still had the sets up, and you could still go. You could go see the Stargate. That's very. That's cool. awesome. <laughs> so um, but so like, and my parents are both really big nerds, and so I guess instead of repelling and like getting into football or something, I just that's cool decided to yeah. go with it. Yeah. yeah. So Stargate was like my gateway drug, and then I was always into like. My favorite books growing up were Tamora Pierce's fantasy novels cool. about Tortal. Tor- I've never really
1: said that word out loud before. Tortal? I don't know. Tortal. I don't actually know anything that you're talking about. Okay, right? well, You're doing a great all, job of pretending. But... I believed that you knew what I was like, my, my thing is because I'm like interacting with fans of all different everything all the time I like hear about all the yeah. nerdy things but I can't experience know all of them, them all. Of course. So I like have heard of the things you're explaining but I don't yeah. know anything actually.
0: I, that my answer to your question is I've always been a gigantic nerd but I hid it for a really long time because yeah. I thought it, like I couldn't share that with people and then I moved to Toronto. I'm Canadian. I moved to Toronto for, college, for my master's degree um, and I was like 21 at the time and I remember being like oh you know what like if people
1: don't like that Part of me, like, oh, I'll just go find people who do like that. That's a good... I mean, I kind of did the same thing. Like, yeah. after college, I was like, oh, I actually really like this stuff still. <laughs> I yeah, should do it more. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: I was just like, oh, if you don't like it, I'm sure there's, like, 16 million people on the internet who do like it. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was kind of... That was, like, a big turning point for me where I was just like, oh, I should just, like, embrace this. And I remember... There's, there was a big comic book store in Toronto at the time. The big like, local comic book shop was called The Silver Snail, and they would have like pub nights. And so Aww. I decided to go to one by myself, and I didn't know anybody. And most of the people there were super nice, but I remember talking to one of the guys. He was like, he worked at the front counter or whatever. And he was like stereotypical hot guy, like whatever. He had like a leather jacket, and he was like cool, and he had, like beer. And I was, and I was like, oh, I love comic books, twenty one or whatever. And he was like, yeah. What are Spider Man's parents' names? And I was like, what. Oh, no. And that, like, that, like, hap- that was, like, yeah. a real-life thing that happened to me, which people, like, make jokes about that, but that, like, real-life... joke <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, Yeah, they do happen, yeah. Now, I would have been, like, what's the third episode of the fourth season of Stargate SG-1? <laughs> 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 like, we can't say it yeah. here, but, <laughs> um, but... yeah, but at the time, I was just, like, I don't know, I'm not a real fan, I'm like, what
1: is that? So how did you, like, get... Because, obviously, you figured it out and came back from that, like, how did you, were you just, like, screw this guy and moved on? Or I just did you find something like, else that you were like, oh, these are the people. I oh. did. Okay. I found women yeah, <laughs> who were nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, what sick. was the first, like, was it online or was it in person? I'm just curious because I feel like everyone has, like, if for me, it was Geek Girl Brunch. Like, people usually have their, like, yeah. I found these people and then I, like, found the whole rest of the world that I liked.
0: It was like the nerd community in Toronto generally is very, like that was an anomaly, but generally they're very open and welcoming and they had like nerd nights. I think other cities have those like nerd nights where people give talks about things that I would go to those or there'd be like nerd trivia nights or there was like nerdy burlesque. Um, Like there were all, the the nerd community was like very vibrant there. And so I just went to enough stuff eventually and met enough people that like,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: It was... I was like, oh, there are people... It just served to show me that there are people out there who were, like, cool and nice and into that this stuff and would be friends with me. <laughs>
1: but during that time, I remember, because, like, my friends always been, like, kind of nerdy, but I wasn't connected to any other, like, big groups. And yeah. And Geek Girl Brunch was how I found, like, things and people... There was a Harry Potter fan club, the group that should not be named in New York, and Geek Girl Brunch, and those two things connected me to other people, but they both weren't around before. Like, I think there was, like, a time, like, six-ish years ago that, like... You could find groups of nerdy people. Yeah. Actually. I didn't know there were like forums and stuff. That's what I was gonna say. But when I, I was, was a kid it yeah. was forums.
0: Like And I wasn't
1: like allowed to be on them, so yeah. I didn't. I was do on it. the
0: Gate World forums, like as a Stargate okay, proto cool. nerd. And I remember like being internet friends with many of these
1: women and that was like scary for a while like it was yeah like, this was
0: back when like if you meet someone from the internet yeah they might, like cut yeah like you were whatever. actually like, terrified yeah you might you might die now it's like oh i met this person now not like on the, the internet and half half people like the people well, in my, my airbnb now are internet friends imagine <laughs> and, like, meeting everyone... someone in real yeah, life yeah, It's yeah, right. <laughs> terrifying like i didn't meet you on the internet first like totally how do i know like that you're not a serial killer, killer. you're safe it's a terrible idea yeah so i was like uh, like, most Star- most Stargate fans are, like, 45-year-old women. Sweet. I didn't know that, actually. True fact, okay. yeah. Because there's, like, three, like, really hot babe dudes on the show. <laughs> okay, cool. And, like, a really smart, cool chick. So, that chick, <laughs> So, yeah. women are like, yeah, this is for me, personally. <laughs> cool. Um, so, I had made friends with, like, I was, like, 16, and I had all these friends all over the world who were, like... Forty-year-old women in New Zealand or Germany and stuff like
1: forum to join. Yeah, it actually kind of was. And then
0: we all, when we finally got tickets to go to the StarGate convention, like all these women from all over the world like congregated in Vancouver, and we had all these friends and like people I would never have met otherwise, of course. But that was so. The, I feel like the Gate World forum was like my first cool. fan experience and I had like Neopets and stuff Yeah, that, we, I, but... we've been talking
1: about Neopets a lot here because this is the like, this reminds me that Neopets existed Like this every year because yeah. I forget about it for the rest of yeah. the year And Neopets then I come rules. to Comic Con I'm like, oh, Neopets! I know You're here still <laughs> Yeah, fix your servers Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I totally played that a lot, it was yeah. great it's so great yes. Neopets taught me HTML it did not teach me anything, but I'm glad you learned. Yeah.
0: I wanted my storefront to be popping. Yeah, totally. so <laughs> that's I awesome. Really had
1: to learn
0: <laughs> I love that. HTML tags. I feel like lots of girls
1: had this experience that they learned HTML. I learn wish Neopets. I had like done that instead of just like earning money and like painting my different colors or whatever. I yeah, was not learning anything real from
0: that. No, it was. I didn't. Yeah, that's was, so
1: cool. It, it was. I still have my Neopets account. We were all trying to log in, like. Now, like yeah. this week at the Airbnb, none of us can remember I'm can. so glad that you still My have it. My campus account is 20 years
0: old. That's awesome. <laughs> it has like the 20-year shield on it. <laughs> and if I ever lose it, I'll be devastated. Well, you
1: won't because you still have your password. I know. You're the only you know. person. But I like, live in fear.
0: <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> what so happened. Great. I think I just like, I must have logged in once a year, every year. huh just not play enough like adult. Like, actually, oh, I play still all long on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> that's I'm awesome. Straight dead ass. Their servers are super slow now. Like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they need to fix it. Yeah, yeah. But NeoFest yeah. is very formative for a lot of like young fangirls, like that. did
1: you do fanfic at all? Because I know a lot of writers that I speak to like, like, like read a lot of
0: fanfic. Okay. I never posted any cool. of my own fanfic, but I respect that community like yeah a lot, a lot, a lot. I think it's because as I do now, I've always found fiction very intimidating, like something that other people know how to do that I don't know how to do, or yeah. that I have not like earned the right to do, and despite the fact that I publish fiction now, still sort of feel that way. It feels like this. And I think... It does feel different. I want to, like... This is, like, a weird rant that I'm about to go on, but I've got to be honest with you guys. Like, there's no one in here except for all your podcast listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, And thank you guys for coming, because I like an intimate environment like this, because it makes me feel like okay. I can't talk. <laughs> two, two of the people in here are family
1: members.
0: <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but I... I Really, it gives me a bee in my bonnet the way that people talk about writing fiction. Do you ever notice how writers talk about fiction? They're like, my characters just speak to me, and then I like tried to do something, but like the muse like wouldn't let me do it, and like they talk about it like it's this magical thing from another dimension that like happens to them. And so I have always felt like. I have not been visited by this muse right, like you haven't had of interdimensional experience. writing. Like, I don't know. Every time I sit down to write, it's awful and it's painful and I hate it. And then I finish it and I'm like, great, that was awesome. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I don't really know why, but like, yeah, it's, it's like pulling teeth. Every time I sit down to write, because writing is a job and it's work and there's, a method to it and tricks to it and like, not tricks, but like strategies Absolutely, or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you learn how to do it, but I do feel like the way that writers talk about writing makes it sound like very mystical, and to me that makes it seem very inaccessible and so I've always felt like I don't have that like, superpower of like, I make stories but like, whatever but you do, it's not that so, like, right? yeah, because it's not that, <laughs> yeah. it's just like I sit down and I think like what theme, like what do I want Carol to learn from this adventure? And I write it down and then I'm like, how can I teach her that lesson? And then I write that down too. And then that's a story. Like, that's literally how it works. And like, I don't know, I, I just feel like I wish more people and I know writers like to be like self-important or whatever. And I, I get why people talk about it like that. And if that is your experience with writing, then like, how that does sound teach magical, me right? but like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it also makes people... I I know that it certainly, in my experience, makes me feel like it's it's something that I can't or shouldn't be doing. And that, like, honestly bums me out. Yeah. Because we should... We all have stories to tell, and we all have our own personal experience. And the more different types of people we get telling stories, um, you know, the better all of our lives will be because... I've seen a lot of the same story over and over again. We all have, and like, I'm ready for new stories, so.
1: No, that's so true that, like, literally three hours ago, I was telling someone I'm writing something, but I was like, it's nonfiction. Like, don't worry, I'm not writing a story. Like, I don't know, I felt like I had to be like, yeah, qualify it in some kind of way. Like, I'm just reporting on something. I'm not writing a fiction. I don't know. It's totally. weird. I didn't think about that, but you're right. Yeah. It has like a weird feeling
0: yeah. about it. I, I still feel that way. And I don't know, I just, I want to encourage people to like, just go for it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, there is no muse. Like, you just have to sit down and open your laptop and look at that dreaded blank Word document that Mm -hmm. is like my worst nightmare and I have horrible dreams about it and like all this stuff. And then you just have to put something on it and it'll probably be terrible because your first draft is always terrible, but you just have to like, Every time I sit down, I like have this anxiety attack, and I'm like, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know. Doing this. Do this. this is so scary. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna move to a cabin. I'm gonna <laughs> chop wood for yeah. the rest of my life and like live with a cat and never speak to another human again. And like yeah. I don't know. Like th- this is like my dream, right? And I, I, I like get into that space and I like freak I out. I think
1: every creative person I've talked to in any industry <laughs> has that where it's like the initial just do it is so scary, it's but you can't. So scary. You can't do anything if you don't just do. You don't put something on a page, yeah. So I have
0: to just, every time I just tell myself, like, vomit something onto the page, Mm -hmm. and then fix it after, and then I do, and then I fix it after, and then an editor will come and fix it more, and then an artist will come and make it amazing, like, but ultimately, like, people always are like, oh, I really want to be a writer, I really want to be a writer, and it's, like, cool, so you have to, like, write something. Yeah. That sucks. (laughs) Totally. But you do, you have to, or else, like no one will ever see what you're capable of unless you just try it, with the awareness that it's okay that what you write might not be amazing. That's the hardest
1: part, like you have to just do it because it can't get better, and so you do it and then see what needs to get better, but the first part is horrible. I was like, even my website, I was thinking about the first photo shoot I did for my first like Etsy page, and I was like, oh my God. But if I hadn't done that, and wouldn't wouldn't have anything, but I hate thinking about that that was, like, on the internet for a while. I
0: know. That's just how it goes. That's such a, like, problem that I think we don't face so much, but, like, whatever, Gen Z, whatever, like, the current generation faces, like, if the dumb stuff I posted Uh when I was 12 on MSN Messenger Uh still lived on the internet, I would be unhirable, probably, because I was an idiot 12-year-old, like... My Zenga was not cool, and I'm very glad I know, remember when it was cool to make, like, gang signs in every photo? Uh Those photos don't exist on the internet anymore, which is great, but, like, today's (laughs) 12-year-olds,
1: we were born five years later. I know, I read a
0: really interesting article about, like, this mom who posted photos of her children on the internet from, like, on her Instagram from when they were born to, like, when they were a teenager, and the teenager was like don't do that. And she was like, I'm not going to stop doing that. This is my internet brand. And I was like, that blows because this person, this like human adult has no control over like their entire internet footprint of their life. Yeah, it's terrifying. And that's, like, going to be every human now. Anyway, this is, like, totally veered no, off course into, like, like <laughs> internet privacy conversation. Anyway, I'm just glad you can't see my old Neopets posts because yep. I'm sure they were stupid. Yeah, me too.
1: And my MySpace, but thankfully it's finally gone. Oh, I never that's had like a, a MySpace minutes. to figure out how to delete. I'm so glad it <laughs> um, We yeah. can do some questions, but this is kind of funny because we are related to most of the people in the room right now. Yeah, Mom, um, do you have anything you want to ask me?
0: <laughs> my own literal mother who's in the room right now.
1: Um, What we can do is, like, technically, like, end the podcast. And then if you guys have any questions, we can do them. Um, but after hours. hour. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah. Sure. Yes. We'll sure. do a secret private Q&A with Sam Podcast, that. go away. But, go away. Yes, thank you all for listening. This has been very cool. Um, oh, one thing we should do yeah. before... Closing is like, what, where can people find you and follow you and all the things? Because you're everywhere, but like you post what you're doing so people can follow you and then find. You can follow me
0: on mostly Twitter and Instagram at Sam Maggs, S A M M A G G S. I post everything that I do there, including cool. my books, uh, which you can find at QuirkBooks, Books, DK, IDW, and at Insomniac Games. Yeah, you can also just Google, Google Sandbags and like, see all just the cool things. That's great. It's, it's yeah, very cool. I have a website. Somebody made it. it for me. It looks great. <laughs> great. It's
1: beautiful. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I can take no credit for it. <laughs> this has been great. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. OK, if anyone has any questions, like you don't have to be nervous or whatever. We can just answer them. We have like 10 minutes left. Actually, I have a question. Hi. Um, what's your favorite format to write in? Like short stories, books, graphic novels, prose, poetry?
0: Single-issue comics. Single-issue comics are my favorite. I think because I like that they're in a script format. I'm like really, I really like that. I, I'm i not, my like, I'm not great at like the flowery um, prose, or, or like flowery um like fiction writing, you know, all the stuff that comes in between the dialogue is like not great for me, (laughs) but in a comic, I just write it as a description and then the artist interprets (laughs) those parts and only the sort of dialogue is mine. So I really like doing that. And the reason I've written a graphic novel as I've written a couple graphic novels now as well, um, but I like single issue comics. So usually about 20 pages because the rate of return on that is like really fast and really rewarding. We're like, I'll write a graphic novel I've written a graphic novel now, it's been done for several months and it won't come out for like a year and a half. And that's like, for me, an exhausting wait where like I'll write a 20 page Captain Marvel comic like two months ago and it's gonna come out in August. And so for me, that's like, it's a cool thing to see something that like I've written be created and be out in the world in like a much shorter amount of time. So it's like short, it's fast, and I really like playing with other people's IPs. So I have some worlds of my own and that's really neat, but like as a geek, like what I want to do yeah. is I want to make Transformers. Like I want to make my little pony. I want to make Gem. Like I want to, I want my hands in like all those things that I grew up loving to like put my influence into that and like get to play in those worlds. It's really fun. and. Uh, the best place to do that, I think is is comics.
1: do you so. find that working with other people's stuff kind of relieves some like pressure to to create the perfect character, and like this one's already out there and people know it and you can kind of work off of that rather than starting from scratch
0: I, I actually that's why I like it. I think there obviously is pressure to like I was saying with Captain Marvel wow. being very scary like there is pressure to uphold the character's legacy and, like, do right by them and all that stuff, but it also, in the same way that fan fiction frees you up as a writer to think purely about the story and about the characters without getting caught up in, like, all of the world building and you know like oh where was this character born because like I'm the kind of person who like if I ever sat down to write a fantasy novel I'd never write it because I'd be like I have to get the map right right you have to write and like I it's just like yeah. I would get too in my own like anxiety brain yeah. to ever get pe- yeah. beyond the that the shading on that mountain isn't correct yet yeah I mean totally <laughs> could never I couldn't deal with that. So being like, oh, I cybertron exists already, I know what that means. Like I'm free to be like, what do I want to do with the characters that somebody else already created? Or like if I want to create a character to play in that world, it's like, that's cool. but um, yeah, I feel like it almost frees you up more to think about like story and theme and less about the stuff that I get really like bogged down in. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, last, last part, is kind yeah. of related, but um, if you like the, the comic, especially the, like sort of the weekly or monthly, do you find that the formulaic nature of it actually is more freeing? I know a lot of people kind of complain about episodic things like, yeah. from a creative standpoint, but I always kind of like everything kind of gets wrapped up. But there's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Is that... So, I feel like same that's the same way.
0: I love serialized fiction. I, I've always been more of a TV person than a movie person, for like that exact reason. Because I love, to your point, that you get a nice little neat like story within that moment that you're watching or reading. But then also, there's like this overarching like larger story, and you
1: learn something at the end. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I like that. You know, I write for kids a lot, and I, I think you know whether you're writing for kids or adults, it's the same kind of thing. And I just. Yeah, you teach a lot
1: of lessons in the things that you're writing. It's cool. Actually like all of that. That's very cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Those are great questions. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for for coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was great. Does anyone else have like a last one before we have to go? Here This is Sam Mags is right Mm -hmm. here and you have a one in eight person has something (laughs) we only said that (laughs) on the podcast you're gonna be like there's a million people (laughs) here wow yeah yeah yeah, definitely blame the fashion show which i understand because it's very cool but
0: i have a question for you okay great what what's your favorite part about running a business
1: the people yeah hundred percent. like well i mean we said this already if the people that i was like collabing with buying from me Selling with seeing at cons, if that wasn't as amazing as it is, I wouldn't do anything else. Because, like, cool. I didn't set out to run a business or make clothes or, like, those aren't, like, my passions. Right. But I get to meet so many people. Like, I use my business as an excuse to do that part. So, yeah. like, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be here at this con without this. I wouldn't yeah. have met anyone in this room and, like, all of the, well, I would have met. My husband separately, but I mean, like, no one else that I have met w- would be possible. So I like having the excuse, like now that I'm doing collabs with authors, yeah, I'm like I can now go take like a gift box to this author I want to meet and then maybe work with because I have a clothing company, yeah. which like otherwise, I mean, I could just try to go say hi, but it's like my excuse yeah. for everything. No, and now like with the magazine and podcast, I can be like hi, I want to talk to you for an hour, but, like, I can actually ask that and not just, like, can I talk to you for an hour for no no reason? that's really cool. It's so cool. And you get to, like, amplify their
0: stories and vice versa. That's really And then,
1: like, now I get to know all the cool stuff, which is the other best thing. Like, because I have, like, the magazine and podcast and I'm supposed to know everything, it's an excuse to spend, like, three hours just seeing, like, the cool things that people are doing and then tell other people about it. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. it's It's been great too because like the best feedback I've gotten on the podcast is that people get recommendations of either like other people to read or follow or listen to so that's been nice too that like all the connections I'm making for myself that I think are amazing, I can then like share yeah. and then other people can have access to that too. So.
0: Which takes the back to what we were saying at the beginning yeah. of, like supporting other people and like making a really good community.
1: And, so yeah. I'm thankful for all cool. the people doing cool things because yeah. my job would be much harder if I had to like search really hard and yeah. I don't because so many people are doing such incredible things, that's the best.
0: Well, I'm thankful for you guys for coming. Thank you. Yeah. For thank you, everyone, for coming. You'll be able to
1: listen tonight. to this episode online my. Stream. And I do. I do have magazines if anyone wants them if you haven't gotten them already. But yeah. 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 Um. Do you want to tell these people where you're at more things this weekend in case people want to see you? Yes. More places.
0: I have several signings at DK and which is booth 1515A and IDW which there's like a big floating thing it says like there the
1: and then the captain marvel is thing, yeah, right yeah, yeah yeah
0: so if you go to my twitter or my website or my instagram my whole schedule is there i would love to see you it's like it's tough to get people out to signings at comic con yeah. if you're like not screaming <laughs> so is if you want to come talk to me to i'm like there anywhere
1: <laughs> like full because it's hard hour, to get anywhere so yeah like, totally yes. so come by come by anytime i would love to talk Cool. Yay. And then I have a podcast tomorrow, or a podcast. I have a panel tomorrow at 6, and then another one Saturday at 3, but they're on my Instagram too. But yeah, please come say hi to us more places. And thank you all very, very much. And thank you. for Can we take a picture? A post photo? Yeah, 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 yeah.